0: He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know, Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show.
1: Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com.
0: Holy schmoly, guacamole!
1: Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'd like to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight. Dale Campbell.
0: How y'all
2: doing? It's a pleasure to meet y'all. I am the dude with the food, the man with the plan. And right now I've got shrimpies in the sink in front of me, Cheryl.
0: Ooh, we love shrimp. These are
2: about yeah, these are about fifteens here.
0: hmm Nice.
2: So we're gonna do something fun with these today. Show y'all how to <clears throat> do a little oven-fried shrimp. A whole lot safer than frying in hot grease for us visually impaired people. But, as long as you know what you, you know, as long as you keep paying attention to what you're doing, you can do that. Use a deep fryer. Fry them in a, I know some people that fry them in a cast iron skillet on the stovetop. So, it can be done. But I'm going to show you a pretty easy way, a pretty tasty way, pretty delicious way to work with those. Now, you know, Cheryl and I have always talked. We made fun of other cooking shows. Don't have any glass in your kitchen if you're blind and, you know, nonsense like that. And, you know, in accidents, we talk about how accidents happen. And most of the time when an accident happens, it's because you're not paying attention. Well, I'm going to tell you about a story here of an accident that I found out that happened. This uh, guy was frying up some bacon. Bacon. bacon was done. He'd taken it out. He'd used the method we talked about where you get it in your skillet and let it go on about medium, medium, low, somewhere in there, heat. Cover it, you know, let it fry. Listen to the sizzle. He had done it so many times he had it timed. He knew exactly when it was going to be done. Took it out. And he was using a cast iron skillet on a gas cooktop. And this gas cooktop, the um, you know, if you ever use a gas cooktop, of course, you know it's got the little grates that stick up a high kind of up above the um, the cooktop.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he was taking his spatula and the bottom of the skillet, you know, the cast iron skillet had some st- what I call sticklies, you know, just some kind of rough area, sticky area, you okay. know, from, from maybe where the, it had some grease cooked on or I don't know, something like that in it. And he was using the, the edge of the spatula to kind of scrape some of that down. Well, here's where the story gets good. Because this guy was me. And what I was doing was trying to scrape off some of that gunk off the bottom of the skillet while it was still hot. What I was not doing was holding the skillet. Uh-oh. So I was doing it kind of quickly and, and what I thought was lightly, you know, as to not caused the cast iron skillet to, to move around. And really, I mean, a cast iron skillet's pretty heavy on a, you know, on the stovetop. I'm mm-hmm. not making any excuses for myself. What I did was totally stupid. Well, that spatula hit up a spot, and it caused everything to shift. It caused the skillet to move. When the skillet moved, it started to fall off of the little raised grate over the flame. When that started to happen, I didn't have a hot pad in my hand, nothing. And for those of you that have cooked with an iron skillet, you know. That dude is hot. The handle is hot. Everything is hot. So my immediate response was to jump back, Jack. I felt like, uh, who was that singer? Make a new plan, Stan. (laughs) Slip out the back, Jack. Don't need to discuss much. Just set yourself free. I didn't make it.
1: Uh Uh-oh. What I got
2: about um, six feet away, backing up like a like a doggone lobster with a lobster eater after him. <laughs> you know, pinchers out, oh still had the spatula in my hand. <laughs> that skillet I knew it was falling, it hit the floor. And when it hit the floor that grease went everywhere. Ouch. And it, it was it coated hot. me I had on no shoes, no socks, thank God. I had on shorts. It burnt me from the knees down on both legs, on the inside of both legs. Ouch. That, that was a week ago. Oh, wow. I've still got blisters on my legs. Wow. Now, for those of you that don't know, know, what would you do to treat this? What would you be the first thing you would do?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, something to cool it off, maybe.
2: Okay, right. What you want to do on a burn is run it under cool water for about 10 or 15 minutes. After you do that, you want to lightly wrap it maybe with a little gauze or something. You don't want to put anything on it until the second day. Okay. Okay. Just FYI, y'all, if you burn yourselves, um, I always have aloe vera around, so I immediately grab, after I got it kind of cleaned up, I put some aloe vera on it. And then I came in. Cleaned up my freaking mess. I'm saying freaking, although that's an anacronym. Golly. I just couldn't. I was so mad at myself. So mad at myself. Grease everywhere. Got it all cleaned up. And you know what I did next? Put that skillet back on the stove and fried some more bacon. Just you... like riding a bike, man. I'm not, you know what? It was, it was a stupid mistake. It was mm-hmm. a stupid. This is what we call, us guys call, Man pain. <laughs> usually when us guys hurt ourselves it's because we did something stupid <laughs> man pain man anyway i just say i had to tell on myself i wanted to share that and just let you know that accidents happen everywhere yeah. and when do they happen when you're doing something stupid or you're not paying attention can't do that cannot do that you got to pay attention you know when we're in here in the kitchen cooking and stuff, when I'm serving, even when I'm serving Cheryl wine, I'm paying attention. So she doesn't end up wearing that wine. Like my buddy Phil Parr said the other day at Steve, Steve Stewart's wedding, he said, Ain't nothing funnier than two blind people trying to shake hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: It just means we, we've got to get a sense of humor about ourselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our I mean, you when know, I was trying
2: to find Steve, he got me in the stomach and I got him in the face. You know, <laughs> So it's just, you know, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's my story, man. Mm. All right, Cheryl. Hmm. Shrimpies. I love shrimp. It's springtime. It's May. It's time to get them shrimp boats out there. Just so happened, guess what movie was on last night? What movie? Forrest Gump. Bubba Gump shrimp. We got. Oh, yes. Fried shrimp, we got garlic shrimp, we got Bull shrimp. Mmm, <laughs> shrimp is good food, good food. And I'm going to show you how to make some oven-baked shrimp right on the other side of these messages. But before we go, I've got to tell you something. There was, this, uh, there was this guy, and he was you know running helicopter tours out in Hawaii.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All of a sudden, the helicopter goes down crashes out there in the middle of the Pacific in between islands. And the pilot says it's okay everybody everybody stay calm stay in your seats do not open the doors. This helicopter is designed to float for up to 1 hour. That'll give everybody that'll give the rescuers plenty of time to get to us. I've already rescued the coast guard. They've got a boat in route. They will be here in about 30 minutes. Everybody stay calm. The helicopter will float About that time, this guy jumps out of his seat and starts running over to the door, and the pilot screams at him, Sir, didn't you hear what I said? Do not open the doors. We'll stay afloat for up to an hour. And the guy says, yeah. And this helicopter was supposed to fly, too. (laughs) 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 All right, y'all. We'll be right back on the other side. Now here's more of the show with Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We are back. I've got a couple Hendora eggs in my hand.
1: Hendora, the best eggs in the land. And she tells uh-huh. you about it, too. <laughs> Egg-
2: oh, yes, she does. Every time her eggs are getting expensive.
1: <laughs> no, don't threaten our pal.
2: Tell you what, she keeps getting fattened up like she is. You are too fat. You're getting fat, girl. You need to start getting it. It's springtime. It's time to get your bikini on. There ain't no way you go strutting it for no rooster out there. You look tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, she knows we're just joking. We love her. She's a good kid. A good egg, no pun intended. All right. I just busted a couple eggs up here in a bowl. Let me get our little mini whisk out and whisk these dudes up, kind of just bust them up a little bit. And then we're going to uh, add just a little bit of milk to this. These are really easy. Now, what you want to do with shrimp, mm-hmm. when I said these are about 15s, what I mean, it takes about 15 of these to make a pound. These are about as long as my finger, which doesn't tell you much. They're about four in the bodies of them, just the, the tail. Is about four inches long. Altogether, they're about six inches long. And you know what's crazy? Ever since, I'm a little bit allergic to shrimp as far as not eating them but mm-hmm. peeling. Hmm. I don't know why it is, but when um, when I was little, our neighbor had a little boat, and he'd go out shrimping, and he'd bring his catch in, and he'd pay me to come over and help head him. You know, I'd just stand there all day for about two or three hours in his garage with a big old piece of plywood on top with the shrimp piled on it, just popping heads, throwing them in a thing, and some of that water was running down my legs and, you know, on my hands, and, man, I was itching, and it was crazy, and even right now, I've peeled a few of them, and even now, my fingers are kind of getting itchy and kind of starting to swell up a little bit, like, feeling like I got a little Botox going on or something there.
0: Uh-uh. Uh, yeah.
2: Anyway, let me uh, just, it's just kind of weird, one of them things. I'm going to get the oven preheated here, and we want to get it preheated to 400 degrees.
1: Right. And and you can buy shrimp that's already deveined and headed and everything.
2: Oh yeah, so you yeah. Don't... You can, if you check at your fish now, they they've got a shrimp tool. It's mm-hmm. called a shrimp deveiner. Okay. That you can buy. You know, they should have it in the uh, in the little appliance area or the appliance. You know, in the little cooking supply area. You know, the spatulas and all that stuff are sold, the baking goods and things. But they work so well because you just slide them right up underneath. Let me get one here. This dude's got his head, so what I'm going to do is pop his head off. And to do that, you just twist, and, and his head will come right off. And then we, you just take your little shrimper tool, the little deveiner, and slide it up underneath. Now, you can leave it. do it with the head on if you want. I take the head off because, you know, shrimp's got those little horns on the front of them, on their heads. And that sticks me and hurts, causes me to, it's like an injection of their shrimp stuff that makes me go crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But you slide the little point of this shrimp deveiner right up underneath the back of the shell, right at the top, of the top of the shrimp. Slide it in, and the way it's curved, as you pull the shrimp through it, it actually devanes it and pulls the shell right off of it. Super cool, super easy, very nice to do. So let me do a couple more. Now we're going to butterfly our shrimp too. We might do that on another show, some of that lemon pepper stuff. I just love shrimpies. And I'm going to try to do more this year with more, you know, some more fish and some more shrimp dishes than what we've done in the past. We still need to dig that old crock pot out, do another crock pot dish. Crazy thing with a crock pot meal, though, is, you know, once we make the recipe and get it set up, we've got 45 minutes of show left. is <laughs> <Set>. true. <laughs> and they, my last contract, they forbid me to sing anymore. Well, any less, too, but yeah. <laughs> I, I can't sing for 45 minutes anymore. No, no. Doggone it.
1: Yeah, life is horrible.
2: T- it is when I can't sing. I'm very talented.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I had all this money that I was going to use for um, singing lessons, and then I went to the game room and spent it all there playing pinball. <gasps> <laughs> and it shows. See, that one just popped right off, man. I'm just sitting there divaning shrimp real fast. Here we go again. Remember, right behind the head. Ours, of course, is gulf shrimp. Mm -hmm. So some are brown, some are white, some are, um, there's all kinds.
1: I will check that out the next time I get some bags. Because with the summer coming up, I definitely go a little shrimp crazy. Because sometimes it's just so nice, like, when it's really hot to just come home, you know, have the shrimp, put, like, some lemon juice on it, and have, like, shrimp cocktail... And
2: well, and to boil the shrimp, it, it takes no time at all, and you pick up a box of crab boil, right? get your water boiling, throw the crab boil in, throw your shrimp in, and the shrimp only take five, six minutes to boil. They don't take that long. The other thing that's great, if you're boiling shrimp, they float to the top when they're done. So they'll sink to the bottom when they're still raw, but as they're done, they float to the top. So you just have a, a little thing and scoop out, you know, a little spatula or a little slotted spoon and just...
0: Kind Let's of out. scoop
2: yeah. out the top periodically and get them dudes when they're done. Throw them in a bowl. Throw them in the fridge. Mix you up a little cocktail sauce, which I'm going to show you how to do a little bit later on. A delicious secret recipe of my mom's cocktail sauce that you will, gosh, if you're just even going to a party, just take the cocktail sauce. Doesn't matter. People will eat it up. <laughs> they'll, put it on, they'll put it on a Ritz cracker and think it's the most delicious thing they've ever had. I guarantee. All right. Here's the last shrimpy we're going to do here. Now, to butterfly these dudes, now, and with this little device I'm using, my little shrimping tool, it is actually, wash my hands and try to alleviate a little swelling and pain here. It's weird. They don't really hurt. They just kind of, they feel weird. I swear they feel like they've been Botoxed. Hmm. Like they don't want to bend or move or anything. Oh, um, if you've ever been stung by a bee or a wasp, you know how your skin gets kind of hard? Yeah. Where you've gotten stung. But of course, that's with immense pain. <laughs> this there's not really any pain. It's just kind of an irritating little itch. Right. It's just it's an itch you can't cure. It's an itch that can't be scratched. It's the itch people get when they haven't listened to cooking in the dark. <laughs> 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 See how I swung that around just to benefit us again. That I, that was uh, good. That was good.
1: I uh, I was beginning to think you were wandering a little far astray, but you brought it right back. So I brought it
2: back. I brought it back. You brought it back. Yeah, I felt the edge. Yeah. It's a long way down out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get my little knife here. Let me sharpen this blade just for a second here. Okay, let's butterfly some shrimp. The way I do my butterflies, I catch them in a net. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll lay these the shrimp flat with their backs up which means the curved part of the shrimp is down. You can kind of feel this if you've used the tool, because shrimp will curl, you know? Right. So what I'm wanting, I'm laying the, the curled side is actually what is, I'm laying out flat. So as they stretch out flat, I'm just taking the blade and splitting their backs. Now, you want to be careful not, it'll take a little practice. You don't want to split them all the way through, but you want to cut almost all the way down. And so I've got a, I'm laying them on a chopping mat, on one of our flexible mats, and I'm just... Holding the blade across the back, I'm kind of making sure the shrimp tail is underneath the blade. Holding the blade parallel to the chopping mat, and I just cut down into the shrimp. And you can kind of feel it. It'll kind of open up as you're slicing, of course, as you're slicing through it. Ooh, this is a nice one. This is a big fat boy here. Get that tail out there. And you can kind of feel how deep you're cutting by measuring it against the very tail, the little tail, Mm -hmm. the end. Because mm-hmm. as, as we did this, because we use that tool, there's no shrimp tail on here anymore. It's just all meat, which will be really nice. Okay. Butterflying means we're just opening them up, so they're going to be open and flat, kind of like what you get at Red Lobster. Yep. Because a shrimp is actually more like, a, what, a cigar, I guess. It's just kind of a round-bodied creature,
0: mm-hmm.
2: if you will, more than a, well, it's like a finger, actually. If you were to curl your finger a little bit. But what you get at restaurants and stuff they're already butterflied, so they're they're cut open and flattened out, so they're made to they look a little bigger than they are.
1: Oh, that's a or, brilliant idea,
2: yeah, make you think you're getting more than you are, but man, you start eating them oh, oh, oh. There's a restaurant here down on the on the waterfront it's um all you can eat fried shrimp
1: oh my gosh, wow,
2: yeah, yeah, I get there about eight in the morning <laughs> at <least> about midnight. <laughs>
1: I can see they'll be like, okay, it's closed, it's done, you're out of (laughs) here.
2: We moved.
1: It's like, oh my God, it's that guy again. Close the door.
2: (laughs) Yeah. How'd that blind dude find us again? (laughs) Okay, so I'm still just slicing these open. Still butterflying a couple more here. And this is, you know, once you get the hang of this, it moves pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And you can really feel as you press the, the blade through them. You can kind of slice if you want, cut back and forth. But what I find, I mean, my knife, my blades, you know, by sharpening it, it's sharp enough, I can just, you just press down a little bit, and you'll feel it cut right through them. Okay. Man, what did you think of those ribs last week, Cheryl?
1: Oh, delicious. I would encourage anybody who is saying, like, watcho, what ribs. To go back and listen to this show and yep. try making these ribs. They were good.
2: What number was that? Do you remember? 238, 237?
1: I will have to check with Mr. Cummings, but either of those would sound good. Two something. Two something.
2: One less than this one. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Oh, right.
1: brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs>
2: Wash my hands off here. I'm gonna get my. Uh, we're gonna get our perfect prep tray out. Dry my hands off. Oh, drying them off with this kind of rough dish rag kind of feels good. <laughs> Cures the itch. What kind of itch is that, boy? It's the shrimp itch. <laughs> What's that? Hmm. You don't want it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Not so you much.
2: can handle it. <laughs> All right, we've got our. Uh, I've got my baking stone here. Let me go ahead and pull him out. He's been in the oven warming up, which is nice. Grab my grips here. I love this new hot pad that Grips has. It's 13 by 9 inches. It's double-sided. It's just awesome. I mean, you can not only use it as a hot pad, you can use it as a trivet, you know, any of that good stuff. My perfect prep tray, we've got our Cajun battering. I'm going to take the shrimp and just dip them into this egg sauce. Our little eggs that we beat up, our egg whites. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just putting a few in there at once. We've got about, probably about a pound and a half of shrimp here. Almost two dozen, not quite. Just enough for you and me, Cheryl.
1: Oh, I don't think the uh, band likes that.
2: <laughs> hey, the band didn't stay and clean up last week. We did. It was crazy after, man, that rib show.
1: It was amazing how everybody was definitely there when you were cutting it up and serving. And then they just vanished.
2: Where'd everybody go when it was time to clean
0: up?
1: Yeah, they just vanished. I was like, hey, what... A- All of a sudden, it was very quiet, and I thought they were eating, which some of them were, but a lot of them had eaten a lot faster than I expected and skedaddled.
2: Yes, they did. Skedaddled is the proper terminology. (laughs) Okay, now, when I'm breading these, I'm using one hand to put them in the fish fry. I'm using the other hand to take them out, so that I keep kind of one hand dry. And I'm just putting them on our baking stone. And so I'm just putting more shrimp in the, the fish fry. It feels almost like a floury mixture. Okay. I know it's got some nice spices, some peppers, things like that in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's really nice.
1: So I'm and again, sorry.
2: remember I... to keep one hand free, one hand in. Don't forget which hand is doing what. So that way you can kind of keep one hand a little bit drier and cleaner.
1: Okay. So you're going egg egg batter first and then dry ingredient? Uh-huh. Okay. That makes sense. And then, then you're just putting it on a pan.
2: And then we're putting it on the baking stone. What's great about the baking stone is that it... When I, now, I've said this a lot before, but, like, say if you're doing a chicken breast or mm-hmm. something, you're frying a, a breaded chicken breast. When you do it in a pan, when you lift it up, the bottom side is all soggy
1: it's yeah it's it's wet
2: that is kind of eliminated with this baking stone heat your baking stone up first then put your breast on it bread it or whatever like we're doing the shrimp here and what i'll do is cook it for about 30 say a chicken breast i'll go about two-thirds of the time on one side then i'll flip them and go the, the rest of the time on the other side and you end up with two sides that are nice and crispy hmm Which is great. All right, here's the last of our shrimpies. Now, these we're going to bake. They're only going to need to bake about 20 minutes because they're shrimp. They don't take that long. We've got a 400-degree oven. We want them to be crispy and brown and delicious. So I put up probably about a, two cups of um, the batter or the fish fry mixture, I guess. But, again, check it out. I mean, they've got all kinds of flavors. And this stuff is great not only for fish, but mm, try it on a pork chop.
0: Ooh.
2: Push the envelope. Go ahead. Just try it. I'm Pretty sure you will not be disappointed. It's kind of like shake and bake on steroids. Okay, let me rinse my hands off real quick, Cheryl. We'll slide these dudes into the oven. We'll set our cooking timer on 20 minutes. Dry my hands off. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just glad I can eat shellfish, man. I know some people that can't.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be a problem. Get bummer. all swole
2: up. All right. Okay, we're in, going into a 400-degree oven. Set our timer here for about 20 minutes. We're going to use the old little tactile timer. All right, and away we go. Hey, y'all, stay where you're at. We will be right back with more cooking in the dark. We're going to make a cool little pasta thing to go along with our um, shrimp. And we're also going to show you how to make a delicious, delicious, delicious red sausage. It only has three ingredients. All of them are available at the store. Whip it up, and like I said, you'll take it to a party by itself, because it's so good. We'll be right back, Cooking in the Dark.
0: Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell.
1: Welcome back to more Cooking in the Dark.
2: That's awesome, isn't it? What a distinguished gentleman Mr. Phil Parr, our announcer, is.
1: He is, Indeed.
2: He told me that he's so old, with Social Security number is 17. <laughs> 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 All right, our timer's gone off on our shrimpies. We've been away only a couple minutes, but in actual time, yes. it's been a little longer than that. Yes, Let sir. me set this down here. Oh, perfect. Shrimps are crispy, and they're kind of rubbery feeling. You know, they're done. They're not mushy. Is what a a shrimp should be, but they're not so rubbery feeling that they're um, rubber
1: (laughs) or they're overcooked, right? Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, one of the like truly wonderful things about the internet is how it just gives you access to information. I remember years ago, I was trying to cook some shrimp, I had never done it before, I didn't know what to do, and like you know, I had cookbooks, but they were sort of in print. Around the house, and right. I wasn't ready to like. I don't want to scan them, or, and so I just sort of guesstimated. Like oh, I think I put it in and let it boil for whatever, and I took it out and I had. I mean, we ate it because we paid for the shrimp, but it was definitely overcooked. And yeah. the nice thing today is, like, I mean, just go. You know, you go to Google, you type in like shrimp and fry or whatever, and it and it comes back with information that we. As blind people, visually impaired folks can access, and now right. you can know. Like, this is how long I need to cook something. And well, and you know. the cool
2: thing too is, I mean, yeah, I mean, my goodness, the the access. Like last week, y'all, between shows, between our break, when we were we put the ribs in the smoke, and we had about two and a half hours to kill. So we came back in, we mixed up some margaritas, and we were just b.s.ing with the audience and hanging out. But I slipped away into the back and got on the internet and pulled up those. Um,
0: those oh, recipes so, for the rubs. Right.
2: You know, because, I i mean, i it had been so long ago that I made it, I kind of remembered everything that was in it, but not, I didn't remember everything that was in it. So, you know, that's awesome. Okay, we've got to make us a little bit of a pasta dish to go with our shrimps. And then after this, I guarantee you, I will show you how to make the best red sauce you're ever going to have. And it's... 3 ingredients.
1: Ooh, we like simple three and tasty.
2: Simple. Oh yeah. Simple it and is. It is simple and it is tasty. Just kind of reaching in here in the pasta department to see what we've got. I was hoping we had some penne pasta, but I think what we've got are some spirals, which will work just as nice.
1: Lovely, just as lovely.
2: Pin A, I kind of like just you know like if you've heard me say it before for the size.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, that's macaroni. That is some egg noodle type. Go ahead and use these. We'll put a little of each in here. Our water's been boiling, so this little pasta dish is really easy. We're going to um, we're going to do our pasta al dente. So it normally takes about 10 minutes to come to get done. We're gonna let it go about eight minutes in the boiling water. Now I'm gonna put a little macaroni in here too, Cheryl. Oh. So we've got some long pasta,
0: mm-hmm.
2: long flats, and I'm gonna put a little. I put about two cups of the um, the egg noodle pasta in, and I'm gonna add about a oh about a half a cup of the m- macaroni. What's really cool, I love the spiral, the colored spiral. You know the the spaghetti. Pasta, mm-hmm. and then the regular pasta, and then they've got some that's colored orange. Mm-hmm. Those are great for summertime salads, just because they add a little color, add a little vivacity, vividity, vitality, the v- 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 um, vicious. Uh, uh, um, hey, did I tell you that's 131 days of football season? That just popped in my head when I thought. <laughs> Vicious. <laughs> my mind, welcome to my head. Not everybody can play in my head.
1: Well, thanks Thanks for sharing, as they it say. It goes <laughs> fast.
2: you got to be quick to keep up with stuff going on in here. In fact, I think of stuff Wednesday today.
1: <gasps> way ahead, way
2: ahead. Uh, way ahead. <laughs> but then again, I forgot to boil water for the show, so where are we at? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Got that going. We've been in there, I guess, about a minute. So let me set our timer here for about seven minutes. And then we're going to want to pull this out, drain it, and uh, get some cold water on it pretty quickly. So we don't, we don't want to, yeah, we'll go there. About nine minutes. It'll be, if we go a little on the other side of al dente, that's okay. because mm-hmm. we're going to cool it down pretty quickly. Okay, now, let's turn our attention to, as I told you, the, um, the awesome little red sauce we can make here. Where's my bowls? All this takes is one 16-ounce bottle of chili sauce. It's sold on the aisle with the ketchups and the barbecue sauces and all that stuff. Okay. Okay, we're just going to dump that into a bowl here. Here we go. Horseradish to taste, okay? So, here's where it gets fun. If you listened to last week's show, you know I love horseradish. So, I'm going to put in two tablespoons, tablespoons of horseradish.
1: Tablespoons of horseradish, yes. Okay. Some people are backing away from the bowl, I've noticed.
2: <laughs> well, it's all right. It's right. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. And then we want to add about two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce.
0: Ooh, okay. Let's
2: get that in there. Okay, now, let's mix it all up. Now, I could just taste this by tasting the spoon, but seeing how we have all these delicious oven-baked shrimp over here?
0: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I well use one of these.
0: Ooh, all right. You know? Yeah.
2: Let's see. Dip it in there. Take a bite. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. I don't think anybody should eat this. I'll, I'll just eat this myself.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't want to subject any of y'all to this.
1: What a guy. Willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice. I mean, amazing. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
2: It is. Again, it's the chili sauce. Right. About, again, horseradish to your taste. One to two tablespoons, you know. Taste it, put in one, taste it, see what you think. If you want a little, you know, then put in your Worcestershire, mix it all up, and it is out of sight. You will absolutely love it. I guarantee, guarantee. Okay, let's go ahead and turn our attention to get ready for our pasta that's going to be coming out here pretty quickly. Make a little room on our countertop. I want to make a little lemon vinaigrette.
1: Ooh, just, and we're just light and perfect for summer.
2: Mm-hmm. Let me get down here and see if I got my little shaken jar. I have a little couple little jars I keep stashed around here. Kind of got to hide them from people.
1: Uh-oh. Do they think it's trash and should be thrown out?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think somebody got this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think so. Well, I haven't used it in a while. We keep it down here. I usually keep it down here with the pots and the pans Mm -hmm. because it's kind of out of the way. Oh, I think that's what happened. Okay, let me see. I think I've got a vinaigrette jar up here. We'll go to round two. We're going to need about a cup of olive oil. I'm going to need my little mini funnel. Okay. We're going to use one cup of virgin olive oil, and we're also going to use about two tablespoons of lemon juice. Okay, now I'm being very careful. I've poured this into a measuring cup. Now I'm pouring it into our mini funnel, into our vinaigrette jar. I was afraid that I would
0: miss
2: (laughs) if I tried to pour it in without the funnel. Mm -hmm. Little mini funnels, y'all, are very good to have around. From refilling your pepper mills, good for that. All right, let's get a little all of our lemon juice. We need um, about two tablespoons of this.
1: What, the lemon
0: juice? Yes. Okay.
2: Actually, for this amount, let's go with about one and a half. This is going to be so light on this pasta. Okay. Now, to this, I'm also going to add about a teaspoon of garlic powder. Mm Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of salt and pepper. About a tablespoon of each of those, too. Okay. Move that out of the way there. There's our garlic powder. Let's get a little bit of salt. About a half a teaspoon. Of salt? Yeah. All right. And then a little fresh ground pepper. What I'm going to do is just grind this into my hand
0: mm-hmm
2: okay again about a half of a teaspoon of fresh ground black pepper all right now just shake it up
1: ah, so that's why you want to keep that's why you keep the jar so you can like uh they help you to make your salad dressing or your vinaigrettes or whatever it is you're doing
2: yeah, this is very good Hmm, it's got a little bit of a light lemony taste
0: mm-hmm
2: not too overpowering mm-hmm. The olive oil is nice in it. Yeah, this is very good. I might add just a tad bit more garlic. There's not much of a. I just kind of tasted just a, a little touch on my finger.
0: Right.
2: And um, I think I want a, a little more garlic powder in it, and maybe just a touch more lemon, because I really want that lemon taste to come out.
0: Right,
2: right. Especially in this pasta. Mhm. Because another thing I've got is I've got a little basil.
0: Ooh, that'll be some nice.
2: Dried basil and a little dried oregano. Right. And just a tad bit of lemon zest is mixed in with that. We're going to coat our pasta when it's done boiling. Kind of getting away, getting, letting the secret out of what we're going to do with our pasta dish. That's okay. Okay, let me shake this up again. There it is. Mm. oh, that's good.
1: So you put in some,
2: uh... Dry... I put in just about a... Yeah, I put in a little more um, garlic powder. Okay. So maybe, um... Maybe a teaspoon and a half of garlic powder. Okay. And I added maybe in about another half tablespoon of lemon juice. Okay. Because I wanted to have kind of a little bit of that lemon juice aftertaste.
0: Right.
2: You know, I mean, the little lemon, lemon aftertaste in this. So we're right where we need to be. Okay. Let's check on our pasta, how much time we have left here. We're almost done. Pasta's almost done.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So we're going to drain that. Let me get my colander out here and get it ready.
1: Do, we have, are you, do you have one of those collapsible uh, colanders? Man,
2: you read my mind. <gasps> oh, you do? It's not only collapsible. Yes. It's dripless.
1: Uh, what does that mean?
2: It's got a little device on the bottom that turns, and mm. it, it turns it off from being a colander. It turns it into a bolt.
0: Oh, how Cool. Okay. So it,
2: it, it clogs it up, basically. It stops it from being a colander. So we'll use it as a colander first.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Our timer just went off. Let me turn the pasta off. The other thing with it being collapsible, it's really cool because it just folds up, sits right down there in the sink. Oh, neat. Okay. Pop it open. hmm Boink. Okay. Make sure we're on the colander side, and we're just going to pour our into our colander. Okay. All right. I'm going to let that drain for a second. I'm going to shoot it with some cold water so we can cool it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And I've got a can of diced tomatoes that we're going to add to this.
0: So
1: this is almost done. Yes. Wow. This is a nice quick meal.
2: Oh, yeah. This is a great one. Let me run some cold water on the pasta to cool it off. Not much to this one. And what you can do is I'm going to go ahead and cool the pasta. You Mm -hmm. know, you kind of want to chill it. It's going to be cold anyway, or not cold, but cooled off. We just want to get the pasta cool. So I'm just kind of running my hands down here in it to make sure it's cold. Okay. Now, this is just regular diced tomatoes, y'all. I mean, fresh would have been the way to go, but... I didn't have fresh available.
1: So could you step back a second and tell, tell us why did you run the water on the pasta again?
2: To uh, stop it from cooking.
1: Ah, okay. So it can stay sort of at that al dente. Yeah,
2: just to kind of cool it off so it doesn't overcook and get real mushy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: You know, we don't want that. Yeah, dropping it in the, in the coo- or sometimes they'll even, if you have it in a colander in a pot, pull it out of that and put it in another, like an ice bath. Yeah. And that'll get it to stop cooking and cool it off. Because we don't want to uh, to keep on cooking anything else we put in it. So I'm draining our tomatoes, and we're going to put in about a cup of the diced tomatoes. Not a lot, because we don't want to overpower it. Mm-hmm. But just enough. Okay.
1: So a cup is like maybe half a.
2: Yeah, half and as a I'm a putting this can. in and kind of seeing how much, it kind of depends on how much pasta. Right. The recipe called for a cup, mm-hmm. but I definitely boiled more pasta than the cup. You know.
1: Oh, okay, so so you might well, add I went ahead
2: and I just went ahead and put the whole 14-ounce can. can in. Yeah. Okay, now, the last thing I want to add to this is I want to take some... Uh, I've got some mozzarella cheese. I've got a block of it. I want to cut it down.
1: Oh, and I should ask another cubes. question. So you've drained the pasta, you cooled it down, and then you put it back in the pot.
2: No, it's still in our dripless colander.
1: Oh, okay, so okay, so now you've closed the colander off. So now that it's a bowl,
2: right? Okay, it's done draining. Now it's just resembling a
1: bowl. And and if you don't have a dripless colander, would you suggest that the person put it like in a bowl itself, or put yeah? It
2: then you're gonna you're gonna want you can still leave it in the colander for right now for what we're doing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we go to add our vinaigrette to
0: it, right?
2: You're definitely not going to want it to drip everywhere, you right. know? Right. So here's what I'm I'm going to attempt to cut up some cubes of this mozzarella cheese, about half inch cubes. So let me cut that down.
1: Ooh, and you're going to mix that in with the pasta and the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, nice.
2: Then we're going to come back over the top of that with a little bit of our vinaigrette
0: mm-hmm.
2: dressing, not a lot to saturate it, mm-hmm. but just enough to coat it. And then we'll add our dry oregano. And basil Okay. and lemon zest over the top of that so it creates a really nice refreshing and these are gonna be no way perfect little cubes but that's all right you want them to be about bite size. you don't want what would be ultimate is this with this is they get a nice piece of cheese they get a tomato some pasta with the lemon
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know you get a bunch of these flavors that melt together and if you can make this the day ahead
1: Oh, that would be And him. let it yeah. sit in
2: the fridge, cover it and just put it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. That would be the best. We'll just keep on just cube these up and throw this cheese in. That piece is a little bit big, so I want to make him a little bit smaller. Okay, just like that. See if I can get this, do a little bit faster here. That's what I need John from last week, man. He was all about wanting to get up and help out. <laughs> I think all John was wanting to do was get up here and eat, though. <laughs>
1: well, you know, he did help, so you had to give him... Ribs and yeah, stuff. but where
2: was he when we were cleaning the kitchen, man?
1: I I know, I know. You didn't say like help ever with everything, you
2: know? No, he helped until he got food on his plate, and he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right.
1: He's like, I did my part. <laughs>
2: I'll remember his voice. How can you know? He had a distinctive voice. So. <laughs> I will remember that.
0: That's all right. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. We got help.
1: Yeah, it's
2: very cool. Very cool, yeah. very cool. All right, we're almost done here. Now, we're going to give this a good stir here with all of our ingredients in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From my after-school program, we took the kids to a culinary school here that's for kids. And we had such a fantastic time.
2: Man, that is awesome.
1: The, the littlest one started off by announcing that she didn't like Mexican food because that's what we were about to cook. And so we asked her, like, what Mexican food have you had? And then she, I, you got to love kids. She bravely then said, I've never had Mexican food.
2: <laughs> I just don't think it means. Mm. <laughs> you know, let her sit next to me the next time we go to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant, then I'll clean her plate
1: for her. And, and you know, then, we, then I had to say, well, you cannot say <laughs> you don't like right? Mexican food. If you've never had it, but we we put we made these uh, enchilada casseroles, which was really delicious and and and, easy
2: too. Oh, fun! I'm adding the uh, I'm adding about about a quarter cup of this vinaigrette we made.
1: Oh, okay. To just sort of of pour it over.
2: So I've closed the the colanders dripless, Mm -hmm. so it is like going into a bowl, and we just want to get my hand in here and just mix it up. Make sure that we've got. We want it to be well-coated with with our olive oil lemon vinaigrette, okay?
1: And the, the other thing is, if you have, like, fresh oregano and fresh basil, that will be just as lovely mm, adding yes, into this salad. Yes, put that in for sure. Yeah.
2: Put that in for sure, because this does make such a nice, fresh dish. Now we're going to add a little bit of our dried herbs. We're going to stick this in and just let it refrigerate, let it chill. And that is it.
1: Ooh. And we got our shrimp. That's all ready. So
2: you know, and that's something else. You could even take your the shrimp Mm -hmm. and add that. You know, throw them on top of this dish once you serve the pasta. You could serve the pasta as your bedding, and then lay some of the shrimp on top of it.
1: Oh, that's a nice idea.
2: And then with a little bit of your red sauce on the side. Okay, I'm putting in about a quarter cup of our dried herbs.
1: Okay, both the oregano and the basil.
2: Right, together. I've mm-hmm. got them all mixed up. They're all in one container. Okay. It's got a little lemon zest. It's got a little garlic in with it. It's kind of my go-to when I... I've, I've done pasta before. I just put a little bit of olive oil on it mm-hmm. and then put these herbs in with it. Very tasty, just for a little change of pace. Yeah. You know, I've also done just pasta and just put tomato sauce on them. Equally as good, just a little different. hmm But there we go. So what we've got is... Um, About two cups of pasta that we boiled up. To that, we added about a cup, cup and a half of mozzarella cheese cut into cubes, about half-inch cubes. We added a 14-ounce can of diced tomatoes. Now, tomatoes here, too. I mean, don't forget, they've got the herb, you know, the herb tomatoes with the basil and all that stuff that you could use on this, too. Mm -hmm. So um, there's, there's some combinations that you can use that will make all this just delicious. Then we added in our olive oil. I guess our lemon vinaigrette, which was about a cup of olive oil, about two tablespoons of lemon juice, about one and a half to two teaspoons of garlic, about a teaspoon of salt, and about a half a teaspoon of uh, ground pepper. The shrimp we made was nothing more than just butterfly deveined shrimp that we battered with some Cajun fish fry. We baked those at 400 degrees on the Pizza baking stone or any baking stone. It doesn't have to be. It's a pizza baking stone because it's round. That's why they call it that. We bake those at about 400 degrees for 20 minutes. And then we made our red sauce, which was, ta-da, chili sauce. About two tablespoons of horseradish. That's the way I make mine. And about a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. That's it, y'all. Cooking in the dark. Delicious. And spring is here. I love it. I love it. I love it. Time for all those great herbs and veggies to start coming out, man. Cheryl. Yes. I think it's time to eat, sweetheart.
1: I'm right, I'm right with you.
2: Why don't you uh, get in the wine cellar there and get us some, um, hmm, I think I want a, a red. All right, we're going to enjoy this, y'all. I am Dale Campbell. She is Cheryl Cummings. We are Cooking in
1: the Dark. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark
0: was produced by THC Productions. Oh, yeah.